Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. Thank you for listening to one of our great messages. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. stoked about how Jesus actually came to earth and he became a human for us. He came out from the most incredible, who knows what, heaven is amazing, we we can't describe it and he came to this place and he hung out with us for 33 years, he became a human. Imagine if he just hung up there with God and he was just kind of like, oh, no, I don't think I'm keen on heading down there, eh? it's, you know, I'm not into it, surely they'll be right down there without us. Imagine if that happened, I would be in a lot of trouble right now. But he came, he done his thing, and that's why the Bible is absolutely incredible because the Bible tells us about what he did, what he has done for us, and who we are because of it. And that's why young people, get those Bibles out, read it. You can't have that Bible more, you know, you need to get that into your world because it tells you all about Jesus and everything that he did. The Old Testament points to Jesus and the New Testament goes back to Jesus and it's all about Jesus and what he's done. And uh, so tonight I, I want to I speak on, um, obviously, the theme on better together. And um, I, I just think the whole thing about Jesus, and I think, man, there's, as I was reading through the Gospels and reading about Jesus' life, I, I was thinking, man, you know what, I'm going to speak on the three different relationships that Jesus had in his world, better together with Jesus. So here we go. He's ready to go. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm better to get together because of you. Because of you. Check it, check, turn your other neighbor and say, man, your hair looks great. I love those glasses you got. You're looking good. Oh, yes. Title of my message, if you're writing notes or you podcasters. We do podcasts, don't we? Yeah, that's awesome. How are you all doing? Yeah, I hope you're going great out there. Um, title of a message if you got pens the everywhere man his men in tights and the one the everywhere man his men in tights and the one father god let me just pray lord i just thank you for your goodness tonight i thank you that it's all about you i thank you lord that your your word speaks to us so real Lord, that we can be so real in your presence, and I just pray that you'd bless us kids tonight, Father God. I pray for your Holy Spirit to be abundant tonight, Lord God. I pray that your presence will be here, and Lord, just show us new things from the Bible. Jesus, thank you for living your life here on earth so we can learn from it in your name. Amen. Amen. My first point, the everywhere man. The everywhere man. You can write that one down and highlight it, get it in you. The everywhere man. I, I, I'm wondering if any of you guys have an everywhere man in your life. Does anyone know what an everywhere man is? Probably not. Let me explain. I've got a mate who, back up in Ballina, he's a really good guy. He's a, hey, well down to Matt and Sarah tonight too. You guys, it's the Ballina team. Good on you guys. Taking it, you know, rocking it hard. I've got a mate up in Ballina. His name's Kim. It's a guy. He's the only guy that I know whose name's Kim. So, um, but he's a, he's a champion. And, and I, when I was a youth pastor up there, he was the young adults pastor. And so we always used to hang out together, um, meet up together, 
talk church, talk life, talk about you know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, and how much we need Jesus more and more. And um, we used to hang out with each other and go to coffee shops. And I call him the everywhere man because every time we'd be cruising down Big Bad Ballin Affair or Lennox Head Main Street, it'd take him about half an hour to walk about 30 metres because he's the everywhere man. These people over there, there's dudes over there shouting at his name, hey, Kimbo, come here, bro. Well, there's people down there that he's just walking up to, shaking hands, meeting new people, praying for people. I mean, he's the, you know those kind of people that you go for lunch with, but it takes you half an hour to get there because they're just chatting to everyone on the way. I think you do know him. His name's Pastor Phil. You go and hang out with this guy down at, you know, and Neil, jo- yeah, Neil Joseph's up here. He's the everywhere man of Bado Bay. I tell you, who doesn't know this guy? But you walk, in, you walk down to uh, the, um, not Miranda Fair, what is it, Tugra Fair with um, Pastor Phil, and he's, he's, just, he's, just, he's in Jesus mode, man. He doesn't really want to hang out with you. He just wants to, he's just in Jesus mode. He's the everywhere man. He just hears someone say Jesus. He's like, Jesus, Jesus, who wants to talk about Jesus? I'm here. Pastor Phil, he's the everywhere man. So that's a little bit of an insight of what the everywhere man is. And I believe Jesus was the everywhere man. And let me explain to that in, in Mark. I think I've got my first verse up here. Jesus was the everywhere man. It's awesome. Mark 4.23. No, not up there. It's all right. I've got, got my Bible with me. Mark 4.23. It says, Jesus, check this out. Let me prove it to you. It says, Jesus went through Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. News spread out all over Syria about him and the people brought to him and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain and the demon possessed, those having seizures, the paralyzed and he healed them. Large crowds from Galilee and the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. That's Jesus. It basically summed up who Jesus was. He was the ultimate everywhere man. Jesus, he was in churches. He was the regular churchgoer. I remember when I was up in Ballina, I played for an Oztag team, and we called ourselves the regular churchgoers. And I was like, mate, that is so dumb. We had, we had one game, and um, we versed a team, I'm not joking, called the Heathens. <laughs> So on the, you know, everyone's rocking up the regular church goers versus the heathens. Remember that, Maddie? Incredible. So um, I think we changed that name to a different name the next week. But Jesus was a regular church goer. You'd find him hanging out in the synagogues. That's, that's where he was. That's what he was doing. He loved the community. He thought doing life better. He thought life be- was better together. He, he was out amongst the crew. He was cruising the streets. He was going to different uh, states, territories. Jesus was the everywhere man. Wherever there was an opportunity, Jesus was on it. People came to him for healing. Um, they were sick. They were, he was raising dudes from the dead. That's what Jesus was doing. He was, a, he was a preacher. He healed all sicknesses. People wanted to be near him because he knew how to relate and embrace the crowds and fill them with purpose greater than themselves. Isn't that a beautiful thing how Jesus fills us with a purpose greater than ourselves, a kingdom purpose. You can just imagine Jesus walking those dirt roads, hanging out with all those crew, because he knew that life was better together. He, he thought about the people. He thought about the crowds. He was compassionate. He healed. He preached to them. He taught, to, he taught them. It was a beautiful thing. 
Jesus was the everywhere man. I've got a challenge for myself. Do I have that same compassionate heart for the crowds and the community that I am in right now? I'll challenge you guys. What about you? That community, that world that you're in, how's your heart towards them? Are you that everywhere man in their world? Do you just love spending time or do you rush by? I just love that thought of Jesus, how he was such a busy dude, but he always had that time for some reason just to hang out with the one, the one person. Am I that light? Am I bringing the sweet flavor of heaven to my community right now? The everywhere man. We're doing life better together. I love it how Phil Pringle, you've probably heard of him, the dude down at Oxford Ford, the, the, the main, the head hunt show of C3. Are you being baptized in lemon juice? Nah, <laughs> you don't want to be baptized in lemon juice because, you know, that's pretty sour. Are we sweet? Are we looking out for the community? I'll tell you what, Jesus nailed it when it comes to the community and it's an absolute beautiful thing. How's your relationships look when it comes to the community in your world? Number two, his men in tights. Turn your neighbor say, men in tights. There you go. She's all over it. I tell you what, I was going to wear tights tonight, but I thought, nah, I better not. I pretty much already am. am in tights, it looks like them. His men in tights. The second type of relationship that I want to talk to you about that Jesus had. Have you got men in tights up here? No, nah, no, nah, I thought you might have had them. But the men in tights, these were, these were, this was Jesus' crew. These were his guys that he hung out with, the dudes that he was tight with, these disciples, those boys that he hung out with. He had that, you know, he, he hung out with all the people, the crowds, but he also had these tight dudes that he was hanging out with. These were his men in tights, the guys that he ate with, that he shared his life with, that he discipled that he, he, he hung out with, he, he slept with him, he, he done everything with these guys. They were, they were his close friends. He cried with him. He um, done everything with him. He, um, the guys that he relaxed with, done his everyday life with. Jesus had his men in tights. And if you've got your Bibles, turn to Mark chapter 6, verse 30. This is a really cool thing. I love reading this about how Jesus just had these crews in his world. It says, the apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour. How cool is that? The boys were on their ministry tour and told him all that they had done and taught. Then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. Isn't that beautiful? I just sometimes read that scripture and just pretend Jesus is just saying that to me. It's such a beautiful, holy thing to do. Let's go off by ourselves, Evo, to a quiet place and just rest a while just you and me, man. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. So they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. Jesus had his men in tights. These are the relationships that don't come easy. You know, these guys that Jesus with that Jesus was with, he, he went away, he, he, was, he was at peace with them, he was relaxed, these were his tight guys, and these guys, they didn't come easy, though. You know, these are the relationships that are, that are, uh, are made through fire, through hardships, through, to- through trials, um, people that are there for you through backing up. And that's what I love about this church. 
this church is all about that. As soon as I walked into this place, I just knew, man, there's great people in here that do connect groups. That's why we believe in connect groups so much, because we believe that life is better together in connect groups. SG, young people, get to SG. It's where you want to be. You're going to grow. That's where you're going to find tight people at that age, where you're going to hang out and build with each other, grow with each other. Yars, can I see all my Yars crew? Oh, yeah. Connect groups. Get, that's, why, that's why we believe in doing this, because we know how important it is to get with your crew, to get with your tights, and to pray for one another, to eat with one, one another, to rub shoulders with. There's a great proverb that says, as, as iron sharpens iron, so does a friend sharpens a friend. And I just love that. It's such a simple scripture, a proverb of just, you know, when iron sharpens, you know, iron, it's just like people are sharpening up against each other. They're rubbing shoulders. You know, not everyone's going to get along. But as you rub up against each other, you, you start to sort of, you, you grow, you become bigger. Someone said something this morning about that. I forget what it was, but anyway. But it's really, really cool stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's a, it's a great thing. Can I challenge you tonight to know who your men in tights are? I wonder if you even have any men in tights. You know, it's probably, a lot of you guys are probably just picturing these weird men jumping around under the trees in tight shorts with bow and arrows. But who are those men in your life? Those guys that you're tight with? And do you have them? And can I strongly suggest to pray and ask God, Lord, I need some men. I need some, I need some good girl mates in my world. Father, be with me right now. I need you so much to place these people in my world. You're men in tights. In Jesus' name. Number three, and lease. I know we're going pretty fast here. Seven, eighteen. Yeah, come up. Why not, lease? Come and jump on the on the band, the one man band. Number three, the one. The one. The everywhere man, his men in tights, and the one. Life's better together when you have the one in your life. And I love this. Remember, we're looking about Jesus' life, the third relationship Jesus had, the one that brings all together, the one that he valued so much was the one with his father. And I love that last song that we were singing that Pastor Julie was so keen to just really get it into us, that Our Father song. Jesus was a busy guy. He was busy. He was on the pro preaching tour. He had to fill four Gospels. He was, um, he, was, he was the everywhere man. He was feeding thousands with fish. He had to heal thousands of people. Um, he was a busy dude. But the more busier he got, the more time he spent with his father in his presence. And I love that about him. I love that how we can see that in Jesus' life, that the more busy that Jesus got, the more he spent with his father. And the more he spent in his presence, the more busier, busier, the more bigger, the more we grow, the more responsibility we get at work, at school, at home. Man, we got to get to his presence. That's the secret weapon that we have. As Christians, as people that believe in God, we need his presence every single day. I need his presence. You need his presence. I love these scriptures. It's such a common theme. Mark 1.35, I'm just going to shoot a few off. It says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, 
and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Luke 5, 15 says, Yet the news about him spread all the more, so that the crowds of people came to hear him and he and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often reviewed, often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. John 7, 53, they all went home, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. What a beautiful, beautiful thing. I believe it was in this relationship with the one, with his presence, where he got those times of revelation, of strength, courage, energy. Why don't we just all stand up tonight? And I just just wanted to hang out in this atmosphere. I just love God's presence so much and I know how strongly this church is all about God's presence. Close your eyes. Let's just find a nice little sweet spot where we can hang out with the one. Life's better together. Life is better together when we're in relationship with the one who brings it all together. Jesus, Jesus, we just thank you right now. We just pray for your presence, Lord, to fall, to fill our hearts. Holy Spirit, come right now. I just felt that just as I was praying tonight, before I got up to speak and through worship, I just felt just people just needed just a new refreshment. Jesus got away to rest a while. Whether things are just going full on in your life or whatever it is, I just I just feel that God wants to fill your cup back to overflowing again. And I just pray that God is so faithful that he'll do that. And if that's you, I don't know who you are, where you are. If that's you, if you've never even heard of Jesus before, if you've never even met him, let me just encourage you to to take a bold step, come out the front, and I want to pray with you. I want to believe and pray that God's going to fill you tonight. He's going to fill you with your presence because he is the one. He is the one relationship that you need. He brings all relationships together. Life is better together with Him. So, Father, right now, I just speak peace over this congregation, Lord God. I just pray for your presence right now to fall upon this altar. And as people start walking out, Lord God, as they start looking to you as the music plays, Father God, that you'd fill their hearts to overflowing. And, Lord, that they'll get a fresh revelation of you, a fresh revelation of your presence. I pray that dreams and desires be birthed tonight, Lord God. I pray that you'd be made known tonight, Lord God, in hearts. And Father, salvation would be available in Jesus' mighty name. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.